welcome to our 15 Minutes of Feminism podcast, part of our On the Issues with Michelle Goodwin studio at Ms. Magazine, a show where we report, rebel, and tell it like it is. Now on today's show, we have another 15 Minutes of Feminism for you, and we want to know what the heck is happening in Texas? Democrats fleeing the state. Republican voting restrictions. If you haven't been following along, don't worry, we've got you covered. We're joined this week by Ms. Digital Editor Roxy Zoll, who's been reporting on the ground from Texas and who knows exactly what the heck is going on. And Representative Donna Howard has stopped by our digital studio to further break down what's happening in Texas and why she and colleagues left the state. Okay, some said fled the state and why Governor Abbott claims he'll have her arrested when she returns. So buckle up, stay tuned. You are in for 15 minutes of feminism counted in Ms. Terms. So I'm really fortunate on this episode to be joined by one of my producers. You will know her from what's brilliant on our website. That's Roxy Zoll. Uh, who makes things happen. But Roxy, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast and to bring you from the digital into the audio because I want to know what the heck is happening in Texas and why did you go to Texas? Why were you at the legislature? Oh my gosh, what the heck is going on in Texas? So What's going on? I know. So to answer this question, I need to set the stage a bit. Um, Till now, at least 18 states have enacted 30 laws that restrict access to the vote And this wave of voting restrictions is the most aggressive the U.S. has seen in more than a decade. Wait, wait, stop, 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 stop. Roxy, what did you just say? I mean, just so that people can know that they heard it right in a place that celebrates democracy, in a country that has taken people around the world to make sure that others have a right to vote and that voting processes are fair. Did you just say (laughs) that there have been how many states and how many so since january 1st till july 14th and you're talking about 2021 you're not talking about 2021 this year alone 18 states have enacted 30 laws that restrict access to the vote and counting and counting and counting and texas is one of them yeah and so of course you know these these efforts are largely motivated by what we're calling the big lie which is this idea that a massive conspiracy robbed former president donald trump of a second term um and like you said michelle this issue is important particularly important in texas where voting laws in the state are already the most restrictive in the entire country and unsurprisingly voter turnout here is also among the worst in the country and so you know despite this fact During the regular legislative session, which runs from January through May in odd numbered years, including this year, Texas Republicans with the backing of Republican Governor Greg Abbott attempted to ram through the now infamous Senate Bill 7, which would essentially alter the entire voting process in Texas, creating new limitations to early voting hours, increasing vote by mail restrictions, eliminating local voting options like drive through voting, just a mess. And so Democrats, it sounds like a hot mess, truly. And so, you know, the other part of this hot mess is that Democrats really weren't left with a lot of options. You know, Texas is one of 23 states that has a Republican state government trifecta. And so in order to derail that extreme bill that I mentioned back in May, during literally the final hour of the state legislature session for the entire year, Democrats staged a walkout and their absence left the House without a quorum, which requires 
two thirds of 150 House members to be present in order to take a vote. So, okay, so I, Rep. Howard, you're one of the courageous folks of of Texas. Uh, You represent Texas's District 48, which is based in Austin. You're an Austin native and you've served in the Texas House of Representatives since 2006. What's going on and where are you? I mean, can we disclose your location at all? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's pretty obvious from the social media that I am in Washington, D.C. I am in isolation in my hotel room uh, because I'm one of those that unfortunately tested positive despite being uh, fully vaccinated. So I'm following CDC guidelines. But luckily, we're used to doing Zooms now. That's right. So I am able to keep having meetings. I'm able to be here with you today, and I'm so appreciative of that. I appreciate having you here. Well, thank you. And I, Roxy laid it out so well. Um, This is an outrageous situation we find ourselves in. Um, Quite frankly, uh, the Texas legislature was ramming through some very discriminatory policies that were going to uh, actually create less of an opportunity to vote when we are one of the lowest voting turnout states in the nation. Um, And as the minority party, we tried to work with our colleagues. And in fact, during the regular session, uh, we did have some negotiated uh, changes and additions to the elections bill. We weren't gonna vote for it, but it was better. Uh, But unfortunately, when it went to the Senate, they stripped out all of those provisions. And as Roxy said, at the very last hour, we got that bill back to the House without any public hearing, without any opportunity for debate. Wait, 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 without any public hearing? Correct. No opportunity for it to debate. How in the world could that be democratic? That's not democratic. You're absolutely right. It's not democratic. And... And we were in a position of recognizing at that point that we were pushed up against a wall, that this legislation was going to pass regardless of the lack of input, uh, that the author did not even know what was in the bill, that after, after this all ended, they admitted that it was egregious what was gonna be proposed. This, it was, it's just an absolutely unbelievable situation. So let's talk a little bit more about Texas. And I'm so glad that one of our team members, my producer, Roxy Zoll, was able to be on the ground, meet with you and others. And let us just say that Governor Greg Abbott has said as soon as they come back, and I guess that includes you, back in the state of Texas, they will be arrested. They will be cabined inside the Texas Capitol until they get their job done. Do you fear for your arrest? You know, the uh, the governor does not have the authority to arrest us. Uh, the authority to detain us is part of the Constitution, and it is part of something that the Speaker of the House could do. Um, there's nothing about arresting, but they can detain us. But that is th- that's absolutely threatening. It is threatening. It is threatening. And and the 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 uh, rhetoric is uh, treating us as if we were criminals, as as if we were actually animals to corral and cabin. It's just the, the rhetoric is, is 
all, you know, just through the roof. Yeah, it's 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 alarming. It's absolutely chilling. And and so another aspect of this, as Roxy has uh, talked with us about the voting and voter suppression, but also coming out of Texas, hence what the heck is going on in Texas, there has been legislation in Texas to ban uh, critical race theory. But in addition to that, um, to make sure that no one's taught about Native American history, uh, to make sure that there's no talk about suffrage um, and and women and voting or any of that. What the heck is going on in Texas? The most extreme of the Republican Party has been able to select who is on the ballot. And by virtue of there being a one party state, that is the de facto winner in November in the general election. And I want to come back to that um, because there would be some that say, well, why not vote them out? But I, but I want to come to you, Roxy, and then I'm going to come back to that question. So, Roxy, what's your sense of why this type of um, these types of laws are being passed? This kind of extreme legislation uh, is being enacted in Texas. What's behind all of this? You know, I think it's kind of two things. And so, you know, I, I might have said this before, but calling a special session is quite unusual. You know, it's only typically done in the case of emergencies. And, you know, uh, Governor Abbott caught a lot of flack in February during the electrical grid um, debacle. You know, the electrical grid in Texas could be considered an emergency. Uh, that would have made a lot of sense to focus on. There were people who died. Yes, during this session, millions of Texans were left without power during that freeze in February. And just last month, ERCOT, which operates much of the of Texas's electrical grid, asked us in June um, to conserve our energy usage to relieve pressure off the grid. But because the electrical grid is not on the agenda. Um, Representative Howard and her colleagues can't pass legislation on it and can't discuss it. And so I think part of it is like what Representative- Is it kind of like some Houdini move? Is this is what you're saying, right? It's like a distraction. the shell game, it's a distraction, right? Like look over here. Don't look at the fact that you had no um, electricity and that there were people who literally froze to death and other people who were deeply harmed. That's basically what you're saying. It's a kind of bait and switch. Yeah, exactly. And and Latasha Brown, she was on the steps of the Capitol on July 8th on the start of the session from Black Voters Matter. And she told me point blank, this is political theater. You know, this is, and it's also what Representative Howard said, the representatives are trying to out Trump each other because the demographics of the state are changing. The more you can focus on cultural issues, the less attention is spent on, on some of these failures that literally killed hundreds of people. So let's talk about uh, another a piece of legislation within the abortion um, area, uh, Rep. Howard, because Texas has enacted, There's there's been a law that's that's been enacted, which basically some will say allows for a bit of vigilantism for, um, so that citizens can take it into their own hands to pursue individuals that are helping a person um, get an abortion. What's behind that? Yeah, this is one of the most sinister, sly maneuvers that uh, anybody's seen so far. Uh, a lot of the of the previous legislation to restrict access to abortion has had the uh, has had the ability for the state to enforce it, and so the courts could then be called upon to create injunctions and intervene and prevent it from from being effective. In this case, the state's not involved. Instead, they've deputized basically 
anyone anywhere to file a lawsuit against somebody who they believe has aided and abetted an abortion after six weeks uh, gestation. And here we could be talking about when somebody's in an Uber or a Lyft or a friend is giving a ride to someone to go to um, a clinic to terminate a pregnancy. That's correct. It's it's uh, providing childcare for somebody to uh, do all the traveling they have to do in order to meet all of the ridiculous requirements that we currently have in place that you have to do before you can even get the abortion. The person that's actually scheduling the appointment to uh, providing some financial assistance to help them with their travel and transportation. You know, it's it's absolutely mind boggling what's being- It's it, pernicious. It's pernicious. Yeah. Well, you know, in a backdrop of, of which, you know, that Texas has been considered the deadliest place in the developed world for a person to be pregnant because of the very high maternal mortality rates, just for clarity, uh, Texas would compete with Louisiana um, for that. Um, but this is in the wake of such um, egregious and aggressive efforts taking place at the legislative levels in Texas. That's correct. That's absolutely correct. That's been part of the goal here is to chip away and chip away and force clinics to close. In this great big state, you could drive for hours and hours before you can get to a clinic. And then all the restrictions that are in place that you have to have 24 hours ahead of time, an appointment where you uh, get a a transvaginal sonogram, and then you have to come back, you know, 24 hours later and uh, all kinds of obstructions that make it extremely difficult for especially, especially people who are marginalized and find themselves pregnant and in a position where they do not want that pregnancy. And yet they have all of these expenses and obstacles that they have to incur. And it, it absolutely is impacting uh, those of little resources, people of color, those in the rural area. It's, it's, it's really just egregious. So I've got a couple of quick questions for for you both before we get to our silver lining. And so these are really quick. All right. So what's the status of the Texas electric grid? Is it working? Is there power in Texas? (laughs) There's power in Texas. Yes. And, you know, we we did make some changes and they are being implemented, but there's a lot more to do, despite what Governor Abbott has said. It is not fixed, but there are things that are improving the situation. Exactly. Exactly. So, Roxy, really quickly, how do you think that Abbott will respond next? He's already threatening uh, to arrest Representative Howard and some others. He doesn't have that power. But what's he going to do next, Roxy? I don't know what is going to happen, to be honest. And maybe Representative Howard could speak to this more. But I do know that, like I said, tension is building. And just like the last time, you know, Governor Abbott does not like to be embarrassed. And uh, when the Democrats walked out in May, it was a it was embarrassing for him. It made national news. Uh, you know, that Democrats were praised as heroes. And so I'm scared. What's something good that's come out of this Texas situation? I'll start with you, Rep. Howard. <laughs> I'm struggling there. But I do think what is good is um, the awareness that's out there, the the activity that we see amongst people, the, the marching that's going to be going on this next week to the Texas Capitol uh, with so many groups coming together and recognizing that this is about our voice. This is about our power. This is about our very democracy. Thank you so much. What about you, Roxy? What's the silver lining that's come out of you being on the ground in Texas? 
you know, I'm the digital editor at Ms. and I'm noticing the serious engagement on our Texas coverage. And so what that makes me, you know, think is that people are noticing, you know, even if people that are not located in Texas are worried about the fight for voting rights in Texas. Guests and listeners, that's it for today's episode of On the Issues with Michelle Goodwin, our 15 minutes of feminism. I want to thank my guest, Representative Donna Howard, and our Ms. Digital Editor and my producer, Roxy Zoll, for joining us and being part of this critical and insightful conversation. And to our listeners, I thank you for tuning in for our 15 minutes of feminism. We hope you join us again for our next episode where you know we will be reporting, rebelling, and telling it like it is with special guests tackling issues related to the Olympics and uneven playing field. We'll be joined by the ACLU's Rhea Tobacco Mar, and it will be an episode you will not want to miss. For more information about what we discussed today, head to MsMagazine.com. And if you believe, as we do, that women's voices matter, that equality for all persons cannot be delayed, and that rebuilding America, being unbought and unbossed, and reclaiming our time are important, then be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to On the Issues with Michelle Goodwin in Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are ad-free and reader-supported. Help us reach new listeners and bring the hard-hitting content you've come to expect by rating, reviewing, and subscribing. Let us know what you think about our show, and please support independent feminist media. Look for us at MsMagazine.com for new content and special episode updates. And if you want to reach us to recommend guests for our show or topics that you want to hear about, then write to us at OnTheIssuesAtMsMagazine.com and we do read our mail. This has been your host, Michelle Goodwin, reporting, rebelling, and telling it like it is. On the Issues with Michelle Goodwin is a Ms. Magazine joint production. Kathy Spiller and Michelle Goodwin are our executive producers. Our producers for this episode are Roxy Zoll and Oliver Hogg. And I want to thank Lillian LaSalle, who is our social media intern. The creative vision behind our work includes art and design by Brandy Phipps, editing by Will Alvarez and Marsh Allen, and music by Chris J. Lee. Stephanie Wilner provides executive assistance.